the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to this new week of the Andrea K Show here on AM 1170. I am Andrea K. Dynamite and address busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy. And I'm going to be busting through some, some jeans if I don't lay off the sweets. But a certain dear sweet man brought me in a couple of cookies tonight. And I can't wait to get them between my teeth. I also can't wait to share this next two hours with you guys because it's always an honor to be here with you guys. And the, lately, the news has not been sleeping at all. We had some crazy stuff from the left. The left's reaction to the overturning of Roe v. Wade should have come as no surprise to anybody, given what the issue was. It's a, a violence, violent reaction, including attempted murder. Quel surprise, or as the French would say, what a surprise, right? We've got to give you the updates there. And what's a SCOTUS ruling that has been... Uh, just handed down. What's called ruling? Should really everybody, every American be celebrating? We've got to share that news with you guys. And hey, do we have some new form of sleeper cells going on in the USA? It sure seems like that, but it's not the kind you might have been thinking of before. We've got old friend Larry Clayman, founder of Judicial Watch and now head of Freedom Watch is going to be here because Joe's kind of glad the Joe Biden, that is, crazy, creepy Joe, is ha- happy about the everybody being so focused on the overturning of Roe v. Wade because maybe people aren't going to be paying attention to the audio tape that was leaked out about him and a little chat with Hunter. So Larry Clayman will be here to talk about that a little bit later. And, of course, the phones will be open for you guys, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344. 344-1170. Actually, before I bring in my man, though, I do want to uh, quickly uh, shout out some prayers for those who lost their lives as well as others that were injured in the Amtrak accident. So uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody involved in that. All right. Got to bring in my man, uh, the myth and the legend, also known as DJ Potato Skins. This is about a gentleman whose heart is so big. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. His uh, approach is so authentic that it's undeniable. Yeah, my heart's so big, I got to support Tom Cruise a fifth time. Going to go tonight wearing my Top Gun Maverick shirt. Going to go see it again. All right, you do that, man. You do that. Um, Speaking of Tom, you started saying going to go see a movie with Tom. Uh, The other Tom movie with Tom that everybody's talking about this weekend is Elvis. Did you guys see this movie? Because I got a couple of calls from people today that saw it, and they're like, we're really wanting to talk about it. I'm like, are you kidding me? There's kind of a whole lot happening in the world. But people wanting to talk to me about this Elvis movie, I have not seen it. 
if if you I know some people are sick of hearing about Roe v. Wade. They're sick of hearing about all the bad stuff happening in the country. If you got something you want to share with me about this movie, Elvis, and I think it's because it went into a different direction that people weren't expecting the storyline to go to. Hey, we got to talk about it all here on the Andrea K. Show, including the violence that happened over the weekend. Um, no surprise that the violence happened. Because that is the playbook, right? That's been the playbook for a long time with the Democrats. This is not recent. This is not new. It's not new to not only the Democrats. It's not new to America, American politics. It's not new, certainly, to communists. It's how we have 100 to 200 million dead people in the course of, of establishing communism around the world and in the history, right? It's, you know, you're either going to comply or we're going to beat you over the head until you do, right? Um, you know, I... I I think it goes without saying that in this case, that it's it's grotesque enough. The people that are hysterical. Have you seen the videos, Skins? Did you see the videos that women are taking? There's literally screaming like the primal scream because of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Good grief. Are you that hysterical that I mean, the uh, so and I hate to use this kind of hyperbolic language, but it's starting to become clear to me that there are some people that are literally hysterical about not having the ability to kill a child. These are not people that are saying stuff like, you know, I think it should be rare, but legal. No, I mean, this is this is full on hysterics. So, of course, these people whose hearts are so cold to children, so cold to children that they're screaming at not having the right to kill them. How do they respond? To Roe v. Wade being overturned with acts of violence. Um, Jane's Revenge, who's actually been since the draft leak, uh, the draft opinion leaked, Jane's Revenge was the organization that was going around in a reign of terror against pro-life clinics across the country. Just this past weekend, it gotten even worse. And they thought that those acts of violence were going to stop SCOTUS, right, from from issuing the draft opinion as the final version. It didn't work. We talked about that on Friday. Um, but Jane's revenge has continued its reign of terror. And this is according to, I believe, Grabian, our friends at Grabian did a little study and said that ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC avoid mention of Jane's revenge in coverage of arson and attacks against pro-life groups. Complete cover up. While we have Americans sitting in gulags in D.C. on January 6th, this is one of the things that, that drove you so nuts last week, isn't it, Skins? Yeah, it's like, you know, they 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 want to scream from the rooftops about the insurrection that's happening in the United States. Yet something doesn't go their way in the Supreme Court and all hell can break loose. Absolutely. I mean, literal. Um, according to Grabian Media. Uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, and MSNBC had not mentioned Jane's Revenge by name on any broadcast. And and by the way, this is after they had taken responsibility for or been linked to more than a dozen intimidating acts targeting organizations uh, since, and this is just since, um, no, since the leak in early May was overturned, the far-left group has threatened uh, or claimed to have perpetrated numerous acts of firebombing. There was an arson attack um, with a Molotov cocktail set fire to pro-life group in, in Wisconsin. There's video going around of some pro-abortion person trying to kill a cop with a flame torch. Um, there was, a, there was a, a California pro-life clinic that was attacked over the weekend at the Christian Faith-Based Pregnancy Center in Asheville, North Carolina. They vandalized a, an, 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 a sign and that read, 
And as they vandalized it to say, if abortions aren't safe, safe, neither are you. So uh, Jane's Revenge, we don't know anything about them, right? We still don't know who the leaker was, by the way. But this is a complete cover-up by the mainstream media of a domestic terrorist group. Meanwhile, on June 15th, Jane's Revenge suggested it had local cells operating around the country and would continue its violence, calling it open season. They went on to say, your 30 days expired yesterday. We offered an honorable way out. You could have walked away. Now the leash is off and we will make it as hard as possible for your campaign of oppression to continue. We have demonstrated in the past month how easy and fun it is to attack. We are versatile. We are mercurial and we answer to no one but ourselves. ABC News anchor Lindsay Davis read out a brief report, noted the attack was considered targeted arson, adding someone also spray painted a message, but not reading out the threat that appeared on screens. Media Research Center calculated 77 seconds of combined network coverage on the story at the time. Research Media Research Center says these networks don't want to name Jane's Revenge because they don't like talking about political violence from the left in general. No, because they've got Merrick Garland and his counterterrorism group declaring parents that want to speak up at a school board meeting against the scourge of pornography, CRT, and transing of kids being taught in the schools. That's what now they want the definition of a domestic terrorist to be. Not an organization that's obviously coordinated and funded to attack pro-life centers. This is the real domestic terrorism going in this country. I'd be curious to know what their skin color is. Is this, you know, because the, the left's definition of white, a white supremacy movement certainly doesn't name Jane's revenge as it. MRC pointed out the extensive, the exhaustive coverage of the far right Proud Boys, noting the group was practically a household name, thanks in large part to the media. And that's as an example of the media not hesitating to name an extremist group in its coverage um even more disgusting than that is some of the left's comments of the slaughter of children i don't you skins and i don't usually like to play clips from this show I'm having to be very careful here because if, I have to be careful to not allow myself to say what I really want to say about this alleged considers herself a Republican woman advocating for the genocide of human beings. And make no mistake, they, they have long since wanted to, wanted to pretend to your face that this was about reproductive justice, reproductive rights. These poor women being, this is about rape victims when what it is and has always been about is eugenics. It started out by Margaret Sanger for the entire purpose of wiping black people off. And now we've got a supposed Republican, Latin X or whatever she calls herself, advocating for the genocide of human beings with special needs. Skins, if you can please play clip. I can't read your serial killer handwriting, man. Is this seven? Uh, that would be uh, doctor handwriting. And yes, that would be seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And look, this is a difficult conversation, yeah. and I know some people feel that we shouldn't be talking about social services. We shouldn't be talking about um, special needs families, I, that we shouldn't be talking about adoption and foster care. And those special services that are needed in this same conversation, I disagree, mm-hmm. because I think it is hypocritical and wrong. 
to ban a family from making their own choice of what's best for them doesn't mean that you don't love your special needs um, family members, that you don't adore them and they are part of the family, but that we know firsthand experience just how difficult it is to beg and plead for years sometimes to be able to get some help. So if they're going to ban a, a family's choice, there's going to be more poor kids. Yeah. There's oh, going to be more kids in adoption. There's going to be more kids in foster care. There's going to be more abused kids. Right. There's going to be a, a lot of other things, and those hypocritical states need to step up and provide the services. Well, and this- of course, as conservatives, as Christians, and as human beings and Americans, and we are by far the most philanthropic humanitarian people on the face of the earth. Of course, this is the time for us to be supportive, and 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 this is where it always needed to be as a part of the community, our families, our community, and our church groups to be there for women and, and to help them in their time of need, right? But to suggest. That because it's difficult to raise a special needs child, that people should be able to kill human beings simply because they might have what they might suspect an, an inconvenience in regards to special needs. And by the way, I will tell you that that is the risk that you take when you decide to procreate, right? That should be a part of the family planning. If you can't afford and are not willing to take care of your child. And don't do what it, it takes to make a baby. Then don't want to do what it takes to make a baby. It's bad enough that it's a, it, that it's a fetus when they don't want It's a baby when they want it and it's a fetus when they don't. I've never attended a fetus shower. The very women that are pro-abortion are, are really are, are pro, and let's just call it what it is, pro-killing the pre-born, want to be able to have that for convenience when they, when they don't want it. And then the second they're ready to, to, to be a mommy, then they're all over Instagram and all over everywhere with all their posts about their baby, their baby, and showing their ultrasound. This is, they have always known it was not her body. It's always been about a choice and been about convenience. And now for them, for us to be going down this road and people to actually openly be advocating for killing people, this is eugenics. This is genocide of human beings. I think it was Greenland or Iceland in recent years, pretty sure it was Greenland, that bragged that they completely wiped Down syndrome out of their country. No, they didn't wipe Down syndrome as as a birth defect out of their culture and out of their country. They just killed them in the womb. Killed them in the womb. This is, you know, and, and I tend to, when it comes to the Roe v. Wade argument, I tend to stick to the legalities of it because it's too easy for these far left kooks to say, you know, your religion this and, you know, why are you shoving your religion down my throat? Well, first of all, it really isn't about religion because there's nothing in our criminal code that makes it makes it illegal for you to go and, and kill somebody that has anything to do with religion as a culture and as a human being and human beings across the world we've decided you're not supposed to murder another human being and it's another human being inside of you just because due to geography it's inside of your body not outside of outside of your body does not change that and if we don't go around killing people out on the street because they've got these birth defects we shouldn't be doing it in the womb but let me tell you that's where it's going because this isn't really where roe v wade started was it no roe v wade didn't start with kids being killed in the birth canal and shredded for parts and sold off that wasn't the idea behind roe v wade nor was it the idea behind roe v wade at at least at least not in terms of what they've been telling us but roe v wade was ultimately a cultural marxist play to destroy the nation i don't want to spend too y'all know how i feel about that
But this is why when I hear this kind of stuff, man, it solidifies absolutely why those justices did the right thing and why they did the right thing for you, even you pro-abortion women. I started the show by saying, what Supreme Court decision should everybody be celebrating today? And people listening probably thought I meant the one with the coach and freedom of religious expression. And I'm going to talk about that after the break. But really, Roe v. Wade is really the one that every American would be celebrating if they understood history, if they understood tyranny. They're complaining today about these six people in robes when the real dictators in robes, the real people to be feared were the seven who felt that they could just write out of whole cloth some law that they felt like they wanted on a whim that then would be forced on everybody nationally. That's who you should have been fearing. Now, a judge stepped in tonight, and of course, there were trigger laws put in place. In advance of this, I poo-pooed a lot of them. I thought, what the point with all these trigger laws? They're never going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And suddenly, you know what? Roe v. Wade was overturned, and here we are. You have a voice at the local level. These legislatures at the local level that put in these trigger laws, they were voted in by the local level. Which voted, is the way it's supposed to be. And this is the way it's absolutely the way it's supposed to be. And I tell you what it's not supposed to be is some judge deciding that he's going to block three different states that had trigger laws in effect that would virtually ban all abortions come Monday. Orleans Parish Civil District Judge Judge Robin Geruso issued the temporary block shortly after abor- abortion providers in the state filed a lawsuit. Um, abortion groups represented by citizens for reproductive rights, you know, you know are not enough on that, um, argued the abortion restrictions violate providers' due process rights and lack constitutionally required safeguards to prevent arbitrary enforcement. Look, let it play out at the local level. Let it play out at the local level. That's where it's supposed to be. But And if the Democrats were so, so convicted, so strong in their convictions that this is what America wanted, they wouldn't have anything to fear at the local level, but they do. And that's why... We've got a Democrat who was busted in a recording with her little plan for how to steal elections at the local level. Wait till you get a load of this. We're going to play that recording when we come back. And we still want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Who saw Elvis? And I don't mean an Elvis sighting at the mall. Who saw the movie? 888-344-1170. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Coming up in a little bit, uh, one of the most popular guests that we have on the show, Larry Clayman, founder of Judicial Watch. Now he runs Freedom Watch. He's going to be here to weigh in on all kinds of stuff, including a little audio clip of Joe talking to Hunter. Giving Hunter a little reassurance, so stay tuned for that story. And then we've also got, uh, coming up in in a few moments here, we're going to share with you guys the shocking video of a Democrat lawmaker, Senate candidate in South Carolina, talking to an inmate in in the prison about... (laughs) It's like a bad clip from a Spike Lee movie, okay? I'm just going to put it that way. Y'all got to stay tuned and hear what, what this woman has to say about how they're going to take this country back. And Frank from San Diego is on the line. And he's got a comment. He wants to weigh in on uh, the the left and why their reaction to Roe v. Wade is what it is. Hey, Frank, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Good afternoon, Andrea. How you been feeling? I'm good. I recognize that voice. We know you, Frank. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> Where I, you I, been? I myself. You're 
Oh, just working, trying to keep myself above water, you know. It's tough, man. It's tough. So glad to have you with us tonight. But I found I, I found something for you that's, that is so profound. Um, it goes like this. When the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know his peace. That is beautiful. I'm thinking about that in returns to what's going on with this Roe v. Wade. I think the power of love was in play in some ways. I'm not sure that the SCOTUS justices were thinking in those terms and just strictly looking at the legalities here. But clearly the power of love is in play with the Christians who want to save the lives of children. I do think it's incumbent on us now to be supportive, to put our money where our mouth is, is that we will help young women or women of any age that, that have an unwanted pregnancy. I love that quote. Now, you, you said to, to Skins, though, that you wanted to talk about the power of the left diminishing. Talk to us about that. Right. So, so it, it all kind of goes hand in hand. You know, their, their love of power has corrupted them to the point where they're starting to eat their own. Mm. And unfortunately, we have to suffer through this. But as you see on all fronts, we're starting to gain the upper hand because the truth has finally come to the surface. Yeah, um, they've done everything they can to hide the truth about what's actually going on um, with the abortions. For a long time, they were able to keep the truth uh, away uh, from women that didn't know exactly. I mean, you know late term, but I mean, you don't really know if you're 15 years old and you're four weeks pregnant. You're not really sure what's inside of you. Um, the, oh yeah, Skins had a good point. Same thing with same thing with vaccines. But yeah, the the truth is coming out um, ab- about the procedures, about what's going on here. The left has gone too far. Um, the truth has also uh, been revealed uh, that, and the SCOTUS, the justices know that this is bigger. That Roe v. Wade was was bigger than the abortion issue. And that's part of what you can hear in this decision, that those justices stole power from the people at the local level in, an, in a gross, despicable power grab against the people. And they were giving this country back to the people. And if you can wise up and get over your selfish need, either your insanity of your infatuation with abortion and the people bragging about it, or you, if you can get over your selfish need to be able to have, have convenience and actually bring some, some critical thinking to the situation, my liberal friends, then you might realize that they did this country a favor by giving the power back to the people. And you're so right to pick up on the left's reaction being about their diminishing power because the most dangerous time for a woman when she tries to leave an abusive husband it, it, the the most dangerous time for her relationship with an abusive abusive husband is when she tries to leave, because that's when they have to lash out. That's when they have to they have to go full on, um, beat the woman, threaten to kill her, or actually kill her to keep her to stay. And that's kind of what we're seeing. So um, thank you for that beautiful quote, Frankie. Any final thought in like fifteen seconds you want to share before we yeah, gotta wrap up? I, I had I had one little one. Um, so. And the quote that I gave you was written by a black musician, and his name was Jimi Hendrix. <gasps> no. Yes. Wow. Now, confession, 
That's not exactly my jam music. I, y'all know I like a smooth groove. You know I love my r and I'm a, you know. You like your Tennessee whiskey, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I do I do agree that he was enormously talented. It's just hard rock and guitar isn't, isn't my thing. My jam. But it is your jam. I had no, Okay, tell us that quote again before we got to let you go, Frank. Okay. When the power of love overcomes the love of power... The world will know his peace. I love it. Frank, I got to leave that there. We got to end this segment there because it doesn't get any, any any better than that. And thank you, Jimi Hendrix. And thank you, Frank, for calling in. Y'all stay tuned. We come back. We've got uh, some more uh, breaking news coming out of SCOTUS as well as the sleeper cell situation that might be going on in this country. Talk about not wanting to give up the power that they've acquired. Do you guys hear about this? 888-344-1170. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Looking up at the monitors, I'm seeing a headline on CNN. Chaos and confusion in states where abortion is now illegal. Um, if it's, if it's a, where's the confusion? It's, it's not. I think it's it, actually pretty darn clear. Yeah. Um, in terms of trying to hold on to their power, yeah, since that it was overturned, we've heard uh, the Biden administration uh, pushing for uh, federal legislation to codify Roe. The problem with them trying to codify Roe is that, and, and they tried this a couple months ago or, or after the leak, they didn't want to codify Roe. No, they wanted to codify abortion on demand and the wholesale infanticide of children, including being able to kill a child for any reason. Whatsoever, not we're not talking about the old excuse of for the life of the mother. We're talking about being, you know, because literally they said because you don't want the sex of the baby, right? They couldn't even get Democrats on board with that. These people are ghouls. This is barbarianism, and it's all meant to keep our culture sick and dark. You know what's funny, Andrea, is it's not brought up enough, but more women that see ultrasounds of their baby, especially with how high tech they are now, they choose life. Of course, and that's why and that's why they tried to restrict and stop legislation that required women at the state level that required women to have an ultrasound. They've been trying to keep the veil over women's eyes. And let me tell you, who does this hurt? Who did who has Roe v. Weight hurt more than anybody? Women, right? Um, but speaking of dark, we got to move on because now what's happened is the Democrats had been banking that forevermore after Roe, they had a centralized system in place. All they needed to do was get their agenda. They had John Roberts as chief justice willing to put, you know, Obamacare in as a law of the land, which was nothing but a communist power grab on top of Roe. They thought they were home free in the centralization of power in this country until this happened. And now they're freaked out at the local level because now the power's back with the, at the local Right. So get a load of this. And they know that. So now they're all panicking that here we are in a midterm local elections coming up. Seven dollars a gallon of gas in large parts of the country. Empty shelves. No baby formula anywhere. Open borders everywhere. Covid crackdowns and can push for that. And they don't have an issue they can run on. Right. And some of their election fraud angles aren't going to be able to work because people have their eyes open now at this point. But as you and I talk about, they're always one step ahead. The Democrats working 24-7. Right. And here's what their plan is. Um, there's a new plan coming across from um, 
I don't re- I don't think that we get this woman's name here in this clip, but she is a um, Democrat state rep. I think she's running for the Senate in uh, South Carolina. And for some reason, she's doing campaign strategy with a pre- <laughs> with a prison inmate. I swear, y'all, this is like straight out of in living color. Who remembers the Damon Wayans skit with the prisoner? Stay in school, fool. He's in prison and he's using all the big words. He's like, you remember that? Damon Wayne's is one funny man. Let me flagellate (laughs) on your prostate. (laughs) So for some reason, this inmate, this inmate, he is just, he's got all the 25 cent words. He must, he must be the genius that this Democrat uh, lawmaker, he must have the genius that she needs for her to go there. Or does he really have something more called, uh, the boy dopers? What does she call these dudes? The the duffel bag boys. <laughs> um, but on a serious tip, she means it. Could this be the new Democrat strategy to win at the local eleven clip eight? We need some secret sleepers. Like you need we need them to run as the other side, even though they for our side. And we need right, them to win. Right. We need people to run as Republicans in these local elections. And this is the only way you're gonna change the the dynamics in South Carolina. We can battle them in public all day. As long as we know we're working for the same goal, for me, I feel like, y'all, we need sleepers. When we get enough of us in there, we can wreak havoc for real from the inside out. Then we can flip some from the inside out. We got to take back some of these seats, especially in these local elections. We need a group of sleepers. And I still got to struggle to raise money for my campaign. Where the f*** is my black people with money? I don't care about no dope money. Give me that dope boy money. Where the f*** is dope? Where the duffel bag boys? Get you, find you somebody in your family that don't even know you donating to my campaign and put that shit under their name. Honestly, these ain't the same type of black people that I grew up around. I don't recognize these black people. So, I black because I don't understand the type of black that they are. Now, can I talk intelligently? Can I... I could be, listen, I can move in all kinds of circles, but I'm a heart. I love black people. I feel safest around my people. I'm very much a in a lot of ways, but I know how to turn it off and turn it on. You know, I, I know how to, I know how to be in certain spaces. You know, you right, gotta right. be able to turn it off and turn it on. Yeah. We need some folks that can wear all black at night and take their yard signs down when they, when they sleeping. We ain't gotta mm-hmm. make a bunch of noise about it. We ain't gotta, we ain't gotta go live about it. Just don't say shit. Just like when somebody dropped money and you pick it up. You pick that <laughs> and keep walking. Wasn't that just love? It's like poetry. It's like poetry. I think they should make this into a Broadway play, right? It's just that fabulous. I mean, can you, you know, what? And uh, she's just so proud of herself that she just gets to roam in and amount around uh, black people like this. Can you imagine a Republican using that kind of language against black people in this country? Do you get what she's saying about black people? It's absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. But the something you want to say before I move on from the racism? And that's who we have running for, for election. For Senate, yeah. But let's start. Let's go back to the beginning of this fairy tale that she's talking about. First of all, this dude Ballard doesn't really say much. I don't know how she knows him, this, this prisoner. He doesn't really, she doesn't really give him a whole lot of opportunity to speak. So, but the poor guy's, what, what else are you going to do with his time, right? 
Um, I don't know. Maybe she brings him cigarettes or in cans of insure, you know, bribes him to listen to her drivel. Um, because clearly, and, and, and the thing about him, she says at one point, can, now can I talk intelligently? And you can almost hear him say, no, subconsciously. No, you can't, lady. <laughs> I ain't heard nothing intelligent come out your mouth since you started talking. Right? He's clearly placating her. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. I, I mean, I, I'm wondering how she knows him. Where is the investigation into this person right now? This should be on every TV screen. Oh, if that was a Republican, there it would be. Right. Let's talk about what she's saying. We need secret sleepers. In other words, we need people to infiltrate, being dishonest to the voter, propagating a fraud on the voters. That's election theft. She goes on to say... Um, the only way we're going to change that, the dynamics in South Carolina, that's right. Thank you for that admission, because you know that you cannot win on the truth about who you are, about what the, your Democrats are and what your agenda is. The only way that you can win elections is by f- fraud, thievery, and that includes using drug money. I think there was five years worth of fentanyl that was that was discovered that came across we have now enough fentanyl in this country to kill off a third of americans and she's she ain't got any problem with them duffel bag boys where my dope boys at where y'all at oh you gotta do you got some friends you got some family that don't know you're gonna vote for me well just give me some of that dope money put their names on it i'm not seeing one story of this tonight on the mainstream media this plan that this woman has, co- has, has cooked up. And let me tell you, you think she's smart enough to come up with this on her own? No. If it's being said by one person, you can guarantee that idea is heavily being floated around. Right. This is just absolutely despicable. Our elections are still just, you know, up, up for grabs. They're up for grabs. They're up for grabs. So this red wave that they keep talking about, Andrea? Yeah, we'll see. We can't count on it. Everybody's counting on it right now. We got we got breaking news today that more than one million voters leave the Democrat Party for the GOP as Biden's approval numbers continue to sink. Are the Democrats really that scared? Not if they got people like that came out. And if Pelosi says something and she looked convicted, I'm not worried about November. That's right. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in our buddy, Larry Klayman, founder of Freedom Watch founder of judicial watch first and then freedom watch we're going to weigh in get him to weigh in on uh, a little audio tape of joe and hunter biden that and more so don't go away this is the andrea k show on aim 1170 the answer san diego andrea k telling you like it is all while eating a donut the andrea k show on the answer san diego welcome back to tonight's andrea k show joining me now is our dear friend Larry Clayman, my soul brother, founder of Judicial Watch, then Freedom Watch, author of many books, including It Takes a Revolution, and then It Takes a Counter-Revolution. And I'm thinking we, some people are thinking we got a little bit of a re- revolution going on. Um, I don't know about that, brother Larry Clayman, but welcome to tonight's show. Yes, uh, Independence Day is coming up. That's what we're going to be doing. We just recently met. And we just we came up with a plan that we have to implement now. Yes. But yes. The Supreme Court finally did something good. Finally. Yeah, they did. Um, the um, we've talked enough about Roe v. Wade. I hadn't had a chance to talk about the decision that was made today that everybody in this country should be celebrating. I mean, after 9-11, um, the, the left decided that, you know, we, we had to, um, 
you know, there was all this, I don't want to go too deep into it, but every time we had a terrorist attack, it was, you know, the, the immediately at the microphones to warn us against Islamophobia. They should be celebrating this Supreme Court decision today because it, it, it affirmed that no employer could restrict anybody's religious expressions. This coach had been fired for praying on the field, and now he's hoping to get his job back. What did you think of today's SCOTUS decision? Well, it was the right decision. I mean, it's it's a good decision, and we've gotten a few good decisions out of them recently. But, uh, you know, there's a lot more to do, and it's really a tragedy, uh, Andrea, that you can almost gauge with exact certainty how the court's going to rule based upon the presidents that appointed these justices. So, you know, unfortunately, the law should be the law, but it's not. Right, and that means that um, they're going to do everything they can. And we just played some clips of uh, a, an, an election theft plan going on or idea for one in South Carolina. Look, they're going to be doing everything they can to seize control of our elections and then um, and do what they can to pack the Supreme Court to expand it. So while we can celebrate this today, it's not over by any means. There's breaking news that I just saw just now, and I apologize for putting you on the spot with this, but I guess John Eastman, Trump's attorney, I just see um, the FBI has seized his phone um, for records because he dared to have a conversation with Trump about exercising the constitutional, you know, the constitution exercise. I don't know the verbiage for it, but to stop the uh, the counting of the electoral votes. Your thoughts on uh, the uh, the brown shirts at the FBI and what's going on with this January 6th committee in today's announcement? It's outrageous. I mean, we've talked about this. They've turned the Justice Department, my once proud alma mater, I mean, it had problems when I was there, but not like today, into a Gestapo. Absolutely Nazi-like. They interrogated him, uh, took his property without even showing him the warrant. Mm. And then the warrant, when they finally did show it to him, didn't have the affidavit setting forth why there was probable cause to seize his cell phone and everything else. They treated him like a criminal. The FBI uh, was armed and made him put his hands above his head. This is a very well-respected law professor from Chapman University. Yeah, I I actually think he might have been the dean at one point of Chapman or or the Claremont Colleges. I mean, this is this was an incredibly well-respected individual, but this is the left and they will they will reduce anybody to this uh, for for this fascistic totalitarian, uh, you know, regime. And they're also not just are they going to potentially charge him criminally. They're going to charge anybody they can. Trump's going to be charged, too. Mark my words. Yeah. Because they want to prevent him from running again. But the D.C. bar and the New York bar is trying to remove his his uh, license from the practice of law. These bars have been weaponized, D.C. and New York. I've been fighting with them for years. Mm. I must have about 10 lawsuits uh, with regard to them. And I hope that I can find a way to help Professor Eastman as well. I know him and. I knew his colleague, Ronald Rotunda, also a conservative law professor from Chapman, who was a great man. He died a few years ago unexpectedly. But uh, you need people like that. They're very few and far between, particularly, you know, in academia. And, And Eastman is a great man, and they're treating him as if he's a criminal. He did absolutely nothing wrong. He participated in a peaceful rally. Meanwhile, I, I opened the show with talking about this Jane's Revenge domestic terrorist organization that's just waging a, 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 a you know a crime spree against pro-life centers. The media is not covering it at all. Uh, the FBI isn't putting out any any um, bolos for them. We're not seeing them flood Twitter with um, videos and, and 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 we know that there's cameras outside of all these centers. They've got the footage. They know who's doing this, and the FBI is not doing anything about it. There 
was actually, I saw a, a picture of a huge pallet of bricks, I think, across the street from the RNC on Friday before the Supreme Court made their announcement. We know that this this BLM, Antifa, Jane's Revenge uh, crime spree is heavily funded, and we don't have a Department of Justice who's wanting to do anything about it. In fact, they're okay with it, aren't they? Well, they are, and, and not only that, no sooner than we had a reversal of Roe v. Wade, the so-called Attorney General Merrick Garland was telling women to go take the abortion pill and that states couldn't restrict the use of the abortion pill because it was approved by the FDA. Unbelievable. The Democrats, you know, revel in killing babies before they're born. And now that there's no baby formula, I guess they enjoy killing them afterwards, too. It's, it's disgusting. Uh, it's, it's look at Biden, who professes to be a Catholic and believes in killing unborn babies. And then the Pope gives him communion. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, we know you the know, Pope is a communist. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to play this really short clip for you um, because uh, we know that while John Eastman is being treated, you know, in um, by brown shirts, um, being treated with the, what's the expression, the jackboots of tyranny on his neck. I want to play this clip uh, from Joe Biden talking to Hunter for you and get your reaction. Skins, clip nine. Hey, Palestine. It's eight fifteen. Um, on uh, Wednesday night, if you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, that's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. Uh, the volume was a little low there, but for everybody listening, he's calling Hunter basically saying, hey, the New York Times article, the one that presented, that pushed out all these lies, that it was Russian uh, misinformation, disinformation campaign on the laptop. This is him calling Hunter and telling him, hey, that New York Times article is coming out. You're good. Well, now he's uh, undoubtedly calling Hunter saying, I control the Justice Department, so don't worry about anything. That's exactly what's going to happen. I saw Miranda Devine on cable news a while back uh, discussing that. But as you know, Andrea, we have our trial of Joe Biden on July 7th. We have a judge. We have a jury. Uh, he's been indicted for bribery from Russia, from communist China, from Ukraine before President Zelensky came to power. Uh, negligent homicide. We're going to hold him accountable. I'm going to seek a life sentence and we're going to ask the police and the military to carry it out. I, I think they've had it. I really do think that our law enforcement has had it. We have the right of citizens arrest in 48 states. We know that they've committed a felony, and that's how it's triggered. We're not even going to do that. We're going to have law enforcement hopefully carry it out. But in any event, we're going to set an example that the American people control our legal system, not these political hacks in Washington, D.C. I think we need to have you back on July 7th to talk about that. I think we heard today there was reports that a huge number of prosecutors have quit because they're so tired of not being able to prosecute crimes in this country. Larry Clayman, thanks for all that you do in the cause of justice. I'm going to reach out to you, see if you're available on that July 7 date to come back sure. on and rap Thanks about it. Thank always. you. Thank you. Larry's book is It Takes a Revolution and It Takes a Counter-Revolution. You must go get it and read it and you must come back because we've got another hour of the Andrea K coming up. Andrea K Show coming up. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.